That's funny. I knew when he said those last few words, he was done. I dreamt that whole talk last night. (laughs) And I just was kind of waiting for those last words. It's interesting. I've been going through a lot of re-looking. I don't want to call it even re-evaluation, but just re-looking at my own life, uh, what I have done in my wor- my world, my life, uh, what I've accomplished, what I haven't accomplished. And it's been a very interesting walk, if you will, over these last couple of weeks. I have begun to see, you know, how much I have really done and fulfilled in the world. And I've done good. I've done very well with it. And I'm glad I can look at it and really say that in truth. At times, I've judged myself very harshly. I often have put myself down because I think I could do it better. I see other people may be doing something, and I think they do it better. And I begin to compare myself, and then it's on a downward slope. But lately, I've been really looking very closely, just in a very loving and neutral way with myself. And I can really see how I have really been very fulfilled by all that I have been doing, how I have lived my life, how consistent I am in this flow of spirit. And I know that this is true for all of us, even though we may not know it. I know that just as I see my fulfillment, my accomplishments, my success, my movement forward, I would hope that you can look and see in your life the same thing because it's there. It's all right there. And if you're walking this pathway, you're walking it because you have been successful. You have been living your life, not just this one, but lives in focus, with intention, with direction. And you've taken more and more responsibility for yourself. Look in just this lifetime and how you have truly taken on more and more responsibility for yourself, not others, not family members, nothing in the world, just with yourself. You are paying attention more and more to your thoughts and your feelings, your actions and your reactions. You are taking responsibility and transforming your life by changing what it is you want to change. You realized that you're in charge, not the world. You're in charge of that inner kingdom that lies within you, where your thoughts and your feelings do reside and do play and act and react. So look and see when you're really down on yourself, and we all go through those periods where we are, where we feel alone, where we feel empty, where we feel not successful, not doing it right, not getting where I need to be. Look and see. Stop. And just be loving with yourself for a moment. And look and truly see the truth of who you are and where you are. Where you were five years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago, is very different from where you are today. 
And why is it different? Because I can take you out into the world and show you people that have been living their life 20, 30, 40 years. And today they're living the same day they lived 40 years ago. The same thoughts, the same feelings, the same reactions, the same process. So what is different about you? That truly you have been on an upward pathway, a movement of growth and change and awakening. It's because your soul is stirred. God stirred your soul into action so that you would begin this journey homeward, inward and upward, letting go more and more of this world, the illusions of this world, the beliefs of this world, the reactions of this world, and begin to look and walk and see that inner pathway of light and sound, of joy and loving, and begin returning home, back into the soul realm and above, back into your true home. And that is your success. That is your joy to look and know and be that which you are. Don't look out into the world and do comparison. It's easy to do. It's all around you. There's things out there that you had wanted in your life somewhere and somebody's got them. And you see that somebody's got them and you want them. And you wonder, why didn't I get that? I set a goal for that. Why didn't I get that? Why did they? Well, go ahead and have the fun of the little comparisons. That's fine. Enjoy the little heartache and the pain and the disturbance. But just do it for a little bit. Not for a long time. And then let that disturbance be a reminder of, wait a minute. I'm not doing my life this way. This doesn't serve me. That which serves me is focusing on God, loving myself, loving others, being grateful for everything in my life. I was talking to someone who has cancer just a few days ago. And they were telling me that they themselves have been going through a lot of reevaluation of their life because of what this cancer has made them look at. Things that they have ignored, things that they could have been doing differently. And as we were talking, they said, you know, the one thing I can say about this cancer is I am so grateful for it. I learned to really love this cancer. I don't love the chemotherapy. I don't love all the treatments. I don't love all that. I haven't gotten there yet. But I love the cancer because it has woken me up. Where other people might look at it as a curse, as a, 
an action of God against me, I see it as something that's really wonderful because it has stopped me in my tracks and it has made me reevaluate who I really am, why I'm really here, and what's really important. Well, we all haven't had cancer, but I think in some ways we all have had events in our life somewhere that has stopped us in our tracks for a moment. I've had it. I've had those events where something just literally stops me in my tracks and makes me look and see, what am I doing? Why am I doing it this way? What could I be doing differently? And fortunately, I was conscious enough at those times to pay attention and to begin to make changes. That's what's different about you than a lot of the other people in the world today. You're living your life more consciously. You become awake, aware, and action-wise moving forward. You're taking action in your life. You're making choices. You're making changes. And I would say the greatest change, the greatest action that you have taken is you have inside of you this statement, God first and God only. And at first it sounded like, oh, that's nice. That's a nice statement. I don't know how you do it, but it's a nice statement. But the more that runs inside of you, the more you speak it over and over again and again, the more it begins to live in you, the more you begin to live into it. And all of a sudden, one day in your meditation, one day in your daily life, just driving down the street, all of a sudden you realize what it means to be God first and God only. When you really come to that point in this action of meditation, you have crossed a threshold. You have truly crossed a threshold because you are now moving into the greater oneness with that action of God's loving. You're moving into the greater oneness across that threshold of consciousness into the knowing of yourself truly as soul first, and not this body. When you're in this body, yeah, we talk about the soul, and we talk, you know, about how I'm soul, I'm the soul. But in truth, you still walk around the world a lot looking at yourself as the body, trying to wake up into the soul. And that's really, in a case by case measure where we are. But every time you sit down and meditate and every time you let go for a moment of this physical consciousness and allow yourself to glimpse into and wake up into that presence of the soul that is you inside, you begin to let go of this world and this body. And you begin to live into that flow of loving that is true and that is only 
the only thing that is. God's loving. And you wake up into the knowing that you are a part of that divine movement. That you are the living, loving essence of the Lord. So when I say God first and God only, what I want to see happen inside of you is you wake up to the knowing of God in you. That you truly are God in manifestation, moving forth into all of creation to have experience. You're not here just to figure out, well, am I going to have eggs or pancakes this morning for breakfast? That's not really important. Though it may really seem like it is at the moment. What's really important is that you wake up more and more each day into the greater knowing of you, you the divine, you the true, you the loving, and live that, live that as best you can every day. And believe me, it's not going to be 100%. It really isn't. I wish it could be. I wish you could live in the bliss of the divine loving of God in you all the time. But as long as you're in the body and in the world, it's going to be all kinds of different things go on. But once you have witnessed that movement of the divine in you, once you have experienced it, moving, it's loving in you and through you, once you have tasted of that sweet nectar of God's loving. No matter what else happens in the world, you're always going to be looking up to God first and to really God only because you know now where your truth resides, where your loving resides. That's what this meditation is about is to go inside and disconnect from this world for a few minutes and connect back into the knowing of yourself for who you truly are. If you are a child of God, if you are the living, loving essence of the Lord, wouldn't you rather live from that place? Wouldn't you rather know that, experience that, and be that in your daily life? There are times where I go into my humanness, my disturbance, but I can look up, and right in the middle of all my disturbance, I can look up and know who I really am and look at my disturbance and me running through it and kind of laugh inside going, yep, here I go again. But that's a part of who I am at this level. That's the God in me having experience in this creation. It's not for me to take that experience away. It's for me to go through that experience and in that experience learn from it, grow from it. Don't avoid 
opportunity to learn. Don't avoid experience. That's what your soul came here to do. Do you know that the moment you have fulfilled the last experience God had planned for you to experience in this creation, and it's done, you go home. Because there's no need for you, that aspect of God that is you, to stay here in the world anymore. Because your journey's done. Why waste your time? Been here, done that, let's go. But the more you avoid your experiences, the more you avoid the opportunities to experience, to learn, to grow, to become more fully that which is God in you, the longer this journey can get. And if you avoid them long enough, well, we'll just slip into another body somewhere and continue the journey. Continue the experience. So think about it. The next time something comes up in your life, a challenge, a disturbance, a belief, a conversation with someone, look and see what is the experience here? What is the opportunity here for me to grow? What is there for me to learn? I don't have to teach them anything. They have to learn their lessons their way. I'm going to learn my lessons my way. And what is karma? Unlearned lessons. You don't want karma in your life? Learn your lessons. It's just that simple. They make karma to be so much more in the world than it really needs to be. The spiritual truth is so simple, so direct, so available to each and every one of us. But the mind of man has created hell on earth with that simplicity. They have created dogmas and laws and rituals that pull you out of that inner focus on God, and out into the world. And that's okay because that's a part of the experiential journey too. But now it's time for you on this pathway to get as simple as you can. Simple in your belief, simple in your action, simple in your loving. Simple, simple, simple. Because God is so, so simple. You will be amazed when you really, truly enter into that presence of God inside of you and know the simplicity of it. God is loving. Loving is simple. It doesn't have a lot of things added to it. It is loving. And out of loving came all things. All things. But in its truest form, which is 
in the very heart of God, in the very nature of God, it is simple. It is loving. And that's the focus of this meditation, to close our eyes and go within and be in loving with God and share our loving with God and open and receive God's loving. It's loving, 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 loving. Don't make it any more than that. And whatever comes out of that loving event of experience, let it be. Go with it. Do it. Experience God then in a great movement of the divine flow the flow of love and grace and peace and joy, of forgiveness and acceptance. There's all that in there, and that all will move within your meditation once you begin to truly live into that movement of sharing and receiving in God's loving. But it all starts in loving, and ultimately it ends in loving. You truly are the living, loving essence of the Lord. Don't hold on dearly to people in the world. Be with them, share with them, enjoy them. But don't make them everything in your life. Make God everything in your life. And let all that is in the world, let it just be for the pleasure of it, for the enjoyment of it, in that moment. And then let it go. Don't hold on to a moment and try to recreate it and try to drag it into the next moment. Let go of that moment and move forward into what's next. So many of us hold on, reminisce, want more of what was. I have a friend that I knew from the age of nine. And the last time I talked to him, he was still reminiscing about how he was captain of a football team in high school. That was his big moment in life. And he would still talk about it. If you picked up the phone with him, didn't even know him, and I introduced you to him on the phone and you started talking, I would guarantee within 15, 20 minutes, you'd hear the scores, you'd hear everything about different games where he was successful, where he was the greatest captain. He's not living today. He's not living this moment. He's living back when he was 17 years old. Don't do that. That's not going to get you very far because life doesn't move backward. It moves forward. And if you're not moving forward with that flow of life, then where are you? 
Where are you? If you want to live life, move with that flow of life. Move with it. And what is that flow of life? Loving. That's all it is. It's just loving. Stand in loving, move in loving, live in loving, and you're ever on that pathway, that journey, that movement forward into the very heart of God. God isn't going to let you stay stagnant. Haven't you ever noticed it? You're ever moving, even if you don't want to. You grew up, you became 18. They kicked you out of high school. Yeah, they gave you a diploma and said, oh, you graduated, go, have fun. But that's kicking you out of high school. They're kicking you out into adulthood. Yeah, go have fun. Welcome to the real world, as they would say. Haven't you ever had points in your life like that where all of a sudden something just changes and your life is transformed? And you had no choice on it at all? And then you resisted it? You pushed against it? You tried to stop it? You got angry with it? Next time that happens, see if you can relax into it just a little bit more. See if you can find the loving in that which you're resisting. And see if you can move with it to an easier, gentle experience, expression, and learning because that's a lesson there that's for you to learn. So it's been an interesting two weeks for me because I've been looking back over my life, back since I was five, looking at all the things I've done, all the things I've experienced as best I could. And I can see where I did myself hold on to things for a while because I didn't want it to be different. Or I kept trying to go back into situations that had already been experienced and trying to regroup them and bring them forward to now. I want that right now. That was a good time. I want that now. I don't want this It's now. And I can see where I began to learn by awareness, by observation, by participation. I began to learn how to transform situations in my life, how to, to take everything in the moment more and more and more. I remember the day I did graduate from high school. And in a way, it was like really being kicked out into the world because I wasn't going to go to college. We didn't have the funds. So I had to go to work. So the day after I graduated from high school, I was out applying for jobs, and three days later, I was working at a store. I went into a whole other world I had never ever thought about before. My life had been school and home and play and homework and all of that for a number of years. 
And then all of a sudden, in three days, I was in the store, and this man's telling me, okay, well, I'm your boss, I'm the manager of the place, and these are your duties. And you've got to learn them and learn them fast and get them done. And boy, he meant it. If I flubbed up somewhere along the line, he was right on my tail going, Jim, over here, you didn't do that. Get that done first. And I felt like I was just being followed and observed in everything I did. I was afraid to go to the restroom because I probably was doing it wrong. So I looked at it one night. I was really upset. I didn't like this whole feeling of having to be under somebody's control. I had to do it their way. I couldn't do my life. I couldn't do my way. I couldn't, you know, be happy in, in what I was doing necessarily. And I had to look at it and decide, okay, what am I going to do with this? Do I quit? I could quit. Do I stay and stick this out and push my way through it? Or is there something else I can do? Well, I realized that there was something else I could do. And I could go in and not just listen to my boss say, hey, get that done, you didn't do that. Get that over there done. I could pay attention and listen and then follow through with what he had given me to do. Rather than be in resistance, upsetness, fear, Gosh, what if I don't get it done? Is he going to fire me? Gosh, I wonder if I get unemployment if I just only worked here a few days. <laughs> well, all those thoughts ran through my mind. But I decided instead to pay attention, to listen, and to even write down what he said. So I would have it right in front of me to make sure I was getting things done in the order and the way that he wanted it. And it transformed my whole experience of moving into the world of work, the world at large. It transformed it. And I began to enjoy what I was doing. And I have to say, I enjoyed most every day I worked from the age of 18 until 33. 33 is when I left the work world, and began doing this full-time. I really enjoyed it. And it was because of the attitude I developed back then at the age of 18 with myself and with any situation of work here. And that's just one area where I saw very clearly how I had learned to grow and work with my experiences and complete them. And when they get complete, just like at the age of 33, it was complete. It wasn't complete at the age of 19. It wasn't complete at the age of 25. That experience for me was from the age of 18 to 33. But when it was done, it was done. 
that's how this works. It's going to be done when it's done. And you just do what's present right now and do it and do it and do it and do it until it gets complete. You can't proclaim it's complete. God, I've done it. It's done. I'm complete. Let's do something other than this. And God goes, in time. Yeah, but when? When in time? I'm tired of in time. What is your time? Better just to live today, to live this moment, to fulfill what's right there in front of you and move on to the next and move on to the next day and whatever. And then one day you do come to that place where it is done. And it's time to move to something else, to do something different. That's for all of us to pay attention to. Because it all works very much the same for all of us. None of us here can really play the victim. Because there is nothing victimizing you except you. You are the villain that is creating the victim inside of you. If you feel sorry for yourself, if you complain about yourself, if you talk negative about yourself inside, you're victimizing you. If you accept other people's statements about you and start living them out as your own, you're victimizing yourself. Because you have a choice. You can do it differently. All you have to do is change your way of thinking, change your way of action, take greater responsibility for your thoughts and your feelings, your actions and your reactions. Oh my God, when is he going to ever stop saying that? When you start doing it. Because that's the name of the game. It's all very simple, but it all sounds hard, difficult, unimaginable. Can't do that. I don't know what you mean. Well, start trying things out and find out what I mean. Start doing things different and see if that difference doesn't make a difference. It's all that easy. So pay attention and see if you can begin to live more into that one statement. That one statement of loving. God first and God only. And say that over and over inside of yourself until you begin to experience what that's really about. Because that's the key to everything. When you know that for sure in your own experience, what else is there to experience? 